Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This is this 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 is views is from Midstream. Now here's your host Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. All right, the Views for Midstreet podcast rolls on, ladies and gentlemen. Rob Brown and the great one, Lonzo Reitzel, with you here for our midweek edition of the pod. Every single Wednesday, we take a look at all the things going on in and around Charlotte, uh, press conferences, injury updates, etc., and give you some thoughts and opinions based on where the team is right now. Of course, coming up on Friday, we'll have our game preview pod where we will take a look at the upcoming matchup between our Carolina Panthers and the Seattle Seahawks at Quest Field. And that'll be on Friday. So if you haven't done so yet, make sure that you like and subscribe to the Views from Main Street podcast. Hit that little notification bell so that you get a heads up every time we drop a new pod into your ear holes. I had one more thought after that game on Monday that I wanted to put here. and get real reaction to great one. And it is this. Um, We have talked about how, or at least I have talked about how, since the departure of one Matt Rule, this team feels to me, and, and it's subjective, I understand that, but this team feels to me like it's got a little fight to it, like it's got a little dog in it, right? Uh, it's a team that whether it was against Atlanta a few weeks ago in our house, whether it was against Baltimore, taking them to the wire, forcing Lamar to score late to win, whether it was putting the demo job on Denver, this team has got a little dog to it. It's got a little fight to it since the departure of Matt Rule. Monday night, I was watching that NFC South matchup between Tampa and New Orleans down at Dumb Pirate Field. And I was watching New Orleans as they built up uh, a a 13-3 lead, a 16-6 lead, whatever it was. I'm watching that game, and I saw a team that, despite winning the football game, didn't really have that much fight to it when the pressure got put on them, right? I mean, they had the Demario Davis interception. uh, Somebody else had picked off Brady as well. but. Late in that game, Tom Brady got the football. And the New Orleans Saints look like a team that was already beat, right? Like, they look like a team that said, we've seen this story. We've read this book. We know how it ends. Brady gets the ball with a minute and a half left. He drives down here, and he kicks us in the boys and beats us with a walk-off touchdown. And they played like it. They played like they had no stones. They played like they had no fight. Like there wasn't a bit of that dog in them. We don't. And when you add in the fact that New Orleans is a team reeling right now, right? If you think about this Saints team, the only t- the, the, the only addition that they have added of any value over really the past two years is Chris Olave the wide receiver through the draft? Outside of that, who has showed up in New Orleans and made an impact? Not really anybody. They got like a couple of other linemen they've picked up that have been okay. 
but nobody's really showed up and made an impact. And they do not have a first-round draft pick this year. Remember, it currently resides in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We are in a similar spot, a program on the rise, a, a program that has seen some tough times the last couple of years and is trying to climb out of that hill. But we have shown fight on the field that they have not. And on top of that, we have made some additions the last couple of years that are having a massive impact in doing so right now. And not only do we have a first round draft pick next year, but then we got seven more picks to go after that. There is a lot to build on in Charlotte, North Carolina right now. I am looking at the other teams in the NFC South. And I think I can objectively say Lonzo, and I know we've kind of kicked this up and down a few times this season about the fact that there may not there may not be a better possession a better position team in the NFC South right now moving forward than the Carolina Panthers. But after that game on Monday, based on what I'm seeing out of Tampa, a Tampa that has a clearly declined Tom Brady, when I look at New Orleans, a team that was absolutely demoralized Monday night and doesn't really have any progress and is in salary cap hell coming up, meaning they can't add any more big free agents. And then LOL Atlanta. I think I can take it, Lonzo, from the Carolina Panthers may be the most well-positioned team in the NFC South over the next few years to this. Ladies and gentlemen, the Carolina Panthers are definitively and without question the best position team in the NFC South moving forward. That is no longer a question. That is officially a statement. And you're right. I mean, look at New Orleans. Who's the quarterback going to be next year? We don't know. Will the coach still be there next year? We don't know that either. Same with Tampa Bay, by the way. We 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 believe that Tom Brady's not going to be back next year. Uh, will he be on another team? I don't know. I think he will retire and go to the booth finally. I think he absolutely will. I think this season's going to be a bad taste in his mouth. Then he's going to look around and go, we're not going to get any better. This reminds me of New England. I'm done. Uh, and as far as Atlanta goes, I know you keep kind of discarding Atlanta because of your disdain for Atlanta. But out of all the teams in the South, other than the Panthers, which you're absolutely right, the Panthers are set up uh, for success, just a quarterback and possibly a coach away from, from that. And who knows? Maybe maybe Darnold's the guy. I doubt it, but it's possible. Um, but I think Atlanta would be a strong second and would have possibilities. But right now, if the season ends the way it is, going into next year, I don't think you can look at the NFC South and not put the Panthers as the number one team. We'll see how it plays out as far as standings go at the end. But Tom Brady is gone, and if he's gone, you can't hang your hat on, yeah, but at least they got Tom Brady. Because they won't. Uh, first off, for those of you who don't know me, as Lonzo was alluding to, I hate everything about the city Atlanta. Uh, I hate their sports teams. I hate their sports fans. I, I, I do not like that city. Like, the aquarium in Atlanta is cool. Uh, I, I, I'm a Braves fan. The Braves made the right decision in that the Atlanta Braves do not play in or anywhere around Atlanta. Right? Uh, 
I cannot stand the Atlanta Falcons. So, yes, I look for the um, uh, uh, absolute worst in that program, and then I assign those qualities to them. Atlanta is going to have a little room to grow. I'm not going to argue with that. Uh, they've got a head coach that does seem to have uh, a little bit of optimism built into that program around him. Uh, I think all of us know that Marcus Mariota is a placeholder until Atlanta can find who their next guy is to step under center. They've got a little bit of talent, uh, especially on the outside at the receiver position that they have stocked up the last couple of years. The difference is I look at Carolina and outside of the quarterback position, offensively, especially with the reemergence of Deontay Foreman, I see a team that's already built, right? Like a team that's already there and needs a quarterback and a head coach. And defensively, my goodness, with the lineup that we have put together defensively, we find the right DC for the job. And that defense, and especially with, again, eight draft picks coming up, a first rounder and seven more to go. We've got the opportunity to add a couple of high-impact rookies out of the gate. I think we are already built and just looking for leadership at the most important spots with HC and QB. The Atlanta Falcons are a team that is building. The New Orleans Saints are a team that have already imploded and cannot, like, cannot physically rebuild. And I think we all know when Brady leaves Tampa Bay, there will likely be an exodus of players that follow him that will send them back to square root one. I genuinely believe now, and 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 I am not approaching this as Rob Brown Panthers fan. I am approaching this as Rob Brown, host of the Rob Brown Show and neutral NFL observer. Uh, I genuinely believe that it is now a statement of fact that 2023 is a year where Carolina can put itself out ahead of this division and make everybody watch us walk through the door next year. And oh, by the way, saying that with us in the race for the playoffs this year, I'm just saying, though, it feels pretty good for, for a guy that six weeks ago was slamming the tank button as hard as possible. I kind of feel like it kind of feels pretty good to be a Panthers fan right now, for being honest. I do have a question for you, and this may throw things a certain way. Um, so we've talked about the couple things that the Panthers need. If you are in the war room and you're making a decision on quarterback, do you decide to go after another veteran quarterback or do you try to get one in the draft? That is a phenomenal question. Uh, in fact, I was having that conversation earlier today in that this free agency class at quarterback is going to be okay. It's not going to be exceptional. Uh if you're asking me when I lay my sweet head down to sleep on day one of free agency uh, and I can write my own fairy tale as to how I want this class to go, man, I really hope, and this is just personal, it's subjective, it's something that some of y'all can come fight with me on social media, at the Rob Brown Show on Twitter, at the Rob Brown Show, he's at Lonzo on Word. The Baltimore Ravens will continue to be idiots and not pay Lamar Jackson and will make a play for him in the free agent class. Okay. That's my, that's my wish list. That's my hope. That's my dream. I don't think 
it is going to be uh, a reality. But that would be my my my. We wrote the story the way we wanted to write it, but maybe not. Uh, coming up in free agency this year, this is the list of quarterbacks going to free agency at the end of the year. Uh, Lonzo, you ready to make a play for Tom Brady? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. TB12 will be a free agent at the end of the year. Uh, Baker Mayfield will be a free agent at the end of the year. Sam Darnold will be a free agent at the end of the year. Jimmy Garoppolo will probably will, will be a free agent and probably be on his way out of San Francisco. Did he show you enough, Alonzo, before the injury that Jimmy G might be your play next year? Yeah, I mean, as far as far as that goes, San Francisco wins when he's in. They don't when he's not. We will see how that plays out with him going out on the bye uh, or out on the injury, pardon me. Teddy Bridgewater is a free agent. No interest there. I'll tell you who's a free agent I'm intrigued by, and I've already been called crazy by this. Uh, but a guy that I'm very, very intrigued by, Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, is a free agent at the end of this year, unless he reaches a deal with the New York Giants, which is possible. But he's a young guy. He's only 25. He'll be 26 at the start of next season. If a top five or six picks isn't in the cards for us and we got to go free agent, that might not be a terrible play, honestly. No, come on. I, I You know, if that... He might as well be Sam Darnold or or Baker Mayfield because he's kind of in the same vein as far as that goes. Maybe you think he is uh, got a stronger arm, is a bigger guy. And I mean, you know, maybe that's part of it. But uh, is that really an upgrade? I don't know. I uh, I look at Danny Dimes, a guy that is obviously kind of right on the cusp and 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 certainly at this point kind of coming into his prime a little bit uh but i look at danny dimes i look at a guy that's about a career average 64 and a half 65 completion percentage a guy that crossed the 3000 yard mark as a rookie now he hasn't done it again since then but he's also kind of been banged up a little bit as well uh a guy that takes a sack and a half a game. I mean, he's not exceptional, but he's not worse than Sam Darnold at this point, right? Like, he's not worse than Sam Darnold. So, question mark, I guess? If we get... I, I will tell you what, what ends up happening. By the way, uh, also going on the free agent list is going to be Cooper Rush, who did an excellent job for, for Dallas when he stepped in in replacement of Dak enough that there was controversy about whether the Cowboys should play Dak again or not when he came off that injury. I'm not saying any of these guys are the guy you asked the question, but I go free agency. The answer is Lamar. Yes. I would scratch my head about Danny dimes. Cooper rush is only 29. Maybe you give him another chance, but it is going to you, you got to weigh cost benefit analysis here with the recognition that if you want Bryce Young out of Alabama or CJ Stroud out of Ohio State, the only two guys in this draft cast that I look at and I go, those guys might be the guy, right? Bryce to take a two at Tunga Vailoa route, uh, CJ to maybe be better than those two cats, I think, at the end of the day. Uh, so it will cost us a hefty amount of draft capital to push into the top five to get one of those guys, not because anybody in the top five 
outside of Houston is necessarily going to go quarterback more because there will be three or four other teams that are trying to bid their way in as well. So would you rather have CJ Stroud, but it's going to cost you three or four of your draft picks alongside with your first rounder, or would you rather have Daniel Jones, but you can add eight players into the mix? All right. So I didn't think about Lamar. If you got a chance to get Lamar Jackson, you get Lamar Jackson. You absolutely do that. So if you can't get him, I don't want any of those other guys. I'd rather trade some. You were amassing draft picks for a reason. I think so you can use them to trade up. That's that's what I think. In case in case the Panthers were to win, they they amassed all those draft picks. Now they have them. That is that's quite a few, and you can trade several of those to move up. And who knows how many spots you got to move up? It, I mean, of course, it's going to depend on how Panthers finish the season. They only they may only need to move up one or two spots, and may not have to get rid of all those. And you've just been talking about how how good the team is already in so many different areas. The area you really need to improve, you got to be willing to uh, spend some money or some draft capital or whatever to get. Uh, if it's Lamar, give him whatever contract all he in. wants. Sell the yeah. farm. Sell the farm. Give him all of that Matt Rule money you didn't have to send to Matt Rule. Just give it all to him and then a little there bit more. There you go. I'm, I'm down for that. And now you, you put that in my head and I'm picturing him in our kind of blue. <laughs> I, I genuinely, I genuinely would love it. Would love it. I really would. I really would.